I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. And joining me, as always, contributor at Mavs.com, soft in the paint like Porzingis. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, that's that's mean. <laughs> that's a low blow. This is a win. We got to be excited about this. I actually have a I actually have a funny story to to start off. So, you know, I work at this church here in Dallas. We just re, like renovated slash built on to our student center and. In a part of the student center is a blockbuster is, now. It's wild. His <laughs> blockbuster <laughs> video. Uh, a part of the student center is this arcade room. And so we put this arcade room in uh, this new student center. And so we ordered like there's air hockey. There's a ski ball thing, a few other things in there. And they rent VHSs. We, we ordered a Papa shot. All right, Ooh. so uh, a pop a shot thing that you play at Dave and Buster's. Okay, it's one goal. Uh, you know, Jack's high score, time limit, all this stuff. It's super fun. Okay, does it move? So, no, it doesn't move. But here's the thing: in the order and process, they said, "Hey, it can be customizable on an NBA team. So just pick the team that you want, and the whole pop a shot will come with like." I mean, the logo of the NBA team, all over it, all the stuff, the backboard. looks really nice, okay? So, of course, my boss sends an email. He talks to the dude on the, on the phone and says, hey, yeah, the Mavs, like, let's do it. We're obviously in Dallas. Yeah, sign us up for the Mavs. The Papa Shot comes in. The Cavs. Oh, I was going to say it's a Rockets. <laughs> it's the Cavs, not the Mavs. <laughs> So they set up, it's the day before our grand opening, they set up this Papa shot and it's this Cleveland Cavaliers Papa shot with the logo all over and everything. So every high schooler coming through there just roasted us on, why did you get the calves? Who likes the calves? Why? So now it's a running joke of like, hey man, we Kevin Love's great. You know, it's, we're big Kevin Love fans. Colin and- Sexton was up for player of the month. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I, I, I did get a chuckle off this one girl said, Oh, I just thought y'all wanted to save money because the calves was much cheaper than the rest because they <laughs> suck. And I was like, Oh dang, no. But so anyway, it's been a running joke. It's been fun. Um, don't order a calves pop shot. If you're going to order anything Mavs from anyone, just say Dallas Mavericks. And so it's not confused with calves Mavs. Okay. So you really think they got it confused over the phone? Cavs, Mavs. I don't know. I th- I mean, that's what we that's what we think. But I mean, we have an email showing that we picked Mavs. So I mean, they're gonna swap it out for us. The, yeah. the company. But it's, it's just been uh, a funny thing. You should keep part of it. Just like, you, can you take a piece off of it and just keep the Cavs part, just the little part? <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of Cavs logos on this thing. So. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, that's my story. That's pretty funny. All right, well, this is the this is the Cavs Papa shot of, of Mavericks podcast. If, if, you, if you join us for the first time, we appreciate it. Um, we are daily, and man, we are going to break down this Dallas Mavericks game. Mm. <laughs> Mavs win one hundred and eighteen to ninety seven on TNT against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. 
winning a bunch of their road games. I mean, the Mavericks. Who was are, the announcer with Reggie? Joel Myers. Okay, and I thought they said at halftime that it was supposed to be Breen or Marv Albert that their voice went out. I'm pretty sure this is what Ernie said at halftime that. The voice went out, and they had to call this guy Joel, the night before or the morning of or something. Joel Myers is the, the Pelicans play-by-play guy. He's like the follow-well of the Pelicans. Okay. And so they put him on the national broadcast stuff yeah. with Reggie. Once I saw Reggie, I just – it was just like you see something, and you're like, like your whole mood just goes down. Like, And I immediately went to Fox Sports Southwest. I'm like, please give me Mark and Harp. And it was not to was, be. It was not to be. No. So – this is this is topical. We'll, we'll break down the game, but this is topical because it was announced today that the Mavericks, their game against the Celtics on the 18th of December, is being flexed into a national TV game. It moved from 7:30 to 8:30 Central Time, and it's going to be on ESPN now. And we're all excited for you know national exposure and national TV games, but you're hitting that Russian roulette real quick with, the, with those national broadcasters because unless you get Breen and Doris, you're kind of I mean. Some people were tweeting out today that they do like, you know, Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson. That's fine. If you, if you like them, that's fine. I am not one of those people, and I think a lot of people agree with me that some of the national TV broadcasters, man, they're just, it's rough. some. I would say a lot of them. That's why I, I quote tweeted Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, tweeted out, and you know, he he quote tweeted this tweet that somebody had tweeted out a picture of Amazon Prime watching an NBA game, and that gave them the option of the audio of the listen to the commentary or the stadium, like uh, audience. It was something like that. You could hear, just hear the uh, arena like sound during the game. And no, that was, he, a, that was a premier league game. I was going to okay, say it's not an NBA game. I was like, so, I'm pretty sure it was man city. And it was so, so Daryl Morey quotes me and said, you know, talking from an NBA perspective that people, he's like, I think this would, a lot of people would choose this paraphrasing over some of uh, like NBA league pass you know, options out there, basically, you know, taking a shot, the biased, you know, league pass, the, the local play by play guys. And I'm like, no, no, this could be used for national too. Like I would, <laughs> I would do this. There's a lot of national broadcasts that, uh, I would immediately just listen to the arena stuff. But I mean, nobody matches doors. If, if Doris is there, you're good to go. Uh, I'm all down for that, but and I love Breen too. If, Breen is great as a play by play. Yeah. Breen's great too. We just have to take it a moment. I, I just have to. <laughs> Reggie Miller, you did your homework. <laughs> you learned. I, this was the most like anticipated moment of this game for me. I, the suspense was real for waiting for the first time for him to say Luca's name. And I just, and once he said it right, he obviously. Okay, here's my question to you. Did somebody tell him? Did a boss or a coworker to. tell him after the game, or was it the social media reaction? Which one? Okay, my guess is that Reggie Miller went on Twitter, went on Instagram after the game, and he heard mm. himself say it back and was like, oh, man. He just didn't realize what he was saying, and he just heard it, and he said, that is just so wrong. And maybe he heard where – because that game, it was Kevin Harlan, right? There's there's different, there's different sentences when Kevin Harlan would say Doncic and – <laughs> and uh, or, or Reggie Miller would say Donkic or Don Donkic or something crazy like that, and I'm sure he heard Donkic. Yeah, it was Donkic with the k- Donk. But he was good this game. It was fine. They couldn't pronounce Max's name, but who cares? It hey. was just they they got they got Lucas' name right. So I'm 
I'm just happy for Reggie. And the Mavs got the win. We can't complain too much. So we will break down this game. There's so many things to get to. So let's, coming up, let's get into this game. We'll get into Porzingis, all the stuff that the TNT crew said about Porzingis. We'll talk about that. That was my joke at the top of the show. We'll get into that. We'll get into Seth Curry at a great game. And obviously, Luka, I mean, Luka Doncic, 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 whatever you want to call him, Reggie Miller. Reggie. What an what a great game. Didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Porzingis didn't either, so we'll get to that. But before we do, Isaac, Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. You can start listening with a 30-day trial of Audible, and you can choose one audiobook and two Audible originals and get them absolutely free. You can get Ernie Johnson's book if you want to go listen to Ernie Johnson's life story. His dad was a big baseball play-by-play guy, and uh, so his dad was a baseball player. Man, I can't remember the book. I need to go back and listen to the Audible book again, so I'll go back and listen to that. You can visit audible.com slash LockedOnNBA, and if you're listening right now, you're in the car somewhere, you're on your way to work, hats off to you. I'd love a job right now. You can go to Lockdown Sponsors, LockdownPodcast.com slash offers. It's the link in the description of this podcast, audible.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into this game. So, Mavericks, obviously. Isaac, did you know Did you know that the Mavericks lead uh, the league in turnovers with 13 per game? Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Well, if you watched the first quarter of this game, you knew that. Because that's literally the only thing the announcers said the whole first quarter. <laughs> but the Mavericks did have, what, they had five turnovers in the first five minutes. It was looking kind of bad. Again, coming out sloppy, just like they did in the last game. Uh, but Porzingis was was beating him down on the other end. I mean, he had five blocks to start the um, to start the game, I think, or four blocks in the first quarter. Four, yeah, four in the first quarter. Yeah, four in the first quarter. He was just stopping them. Luca went to the free throw line a lot. They were able to keep it even. And then Rick Carlisle's thing of keeping a team under twenty five points in a quarter just came back to me over and over in this game because they did it in the first quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. Dang, hmm. I didn't yeah. think about that. Um. Yeah. So um, one of the things we debated yesterday on the pod was who they're going to start. You were right. They went in and started Dwight Powell, and they rolled with it. They did get off to a slow start. They were shooting short a lot, and I think uh, I I muted a lot of this game to be <laughs> honest. So, but I do remember uh, one of them saying that you know that it seems like Dallas is shooting short a lot. But um, it was right. It was Reggie. It was right. It was Reggie. Um. But, you know, we're obviously going to talk about Porzingis, and it's kind of twofold of we're hyped for the win, but there's also a, the elephant in the room is the Porzingis stuff, and it's this ongoing conversation that we've been having of, man, Dallas is this good, Luka is this good, the team's doing well, and Porzingis still hasn't hit that mark yet, still hasn't got fully integrated. But And you see, I made a note, the very first play of the game, Dallas ran – was to get was KP coming off a pick to get him a three kind of near the corner and he missed the three but it's just a it's a small glimpse into they want KP to get going they yeah. want this to to get flowing to get like just completely get going and it's just it really just hasn't yet and this is another prime example and an example of a game to where, yeah, we see Shaq and some of them, you know, making fun of him stuff at halftime and putting him on blast. But do you want to talk Porzingis now or more positives? Yeah, or no, let's let's do? let's do Porzingis first because we're we're definitely going to get positive. 
Um, okay. And I think there were definitely positives for Porzingis in this game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap all over Porzingis because he didn't yeah. have a great offensive game. Um, he what did he shoot? He shot two, shot two of eleven from the field. And the Pelicans have some solid defenders. Like Josh Hart is good at defending in the post. Lonzo Ball is a really good defender. Stop, Brandon Ingram. No. I'm just saying that that they he's not going against he's not going against like Isaiah Thomas in the post. Right, it's, true. It's guys that, that are, that's still guys he should he should score over easily. Definitely, Josh Hart. Definitely, I'm giving him a, I'm giving him a little credit. And sometimes yeah. if you're a guy like Porzingis who's so tall, I mean he's seven foot three, it's hard for you to get position on somebody. He's not getting so deep in the post that he's gonna turn around and Giannis dunk on top of somebody like he did to yeah. Julius Randle the other night. He's not getting that close, and so he has to come up with some other kind of move. I mean, if he could get the Kareem hook shot, I mean we say that about every big man, but if he could get that. Then boom, he'd be in business. But he's got to he's got to come up with some other move, some other. Maybe he does the dream shake thing, but he just turns around and pulls up for jumpers all the time. And that's what they're talking about on the, at halftime on the TNT broadcast. What do you think about the idea of giving him post ups like that and continue feeding him to try and get him reps in actual in game reps, try and work on it? Or do you think they should yeah. just the Mavericks should just let's focus on only things that are working right now because it, it's it's not working. The post ups are not working. They're not working. I don't know what exactly the answer is to it. You know what he kind of reminds me of when he gets the ball in the post? He kind of reminds me of early early career Blake Griffin. That Blake Griffin could only dunk, but he got the ball in the post and he didn't have any moves. He was just kind of clumsy in there. And it's kind of the opposite. Porzingis is not the high flyer dunker, but like his only thing is the shooting from the outside. And But when he gets it in the post, he's kind of, you know, kind of clumsy with it. But you know what I was thinking about during the game? Like what... The situation is different for Porzingis. Of a, if you just take his name out of it, a superstar who is an all-star, top fifteen, top twenty player before he went down, take you know tears his ACL, takes the next twenty months off, and then you come back, and not only are you a different team, different city, different role, and everything, but like you're automatically on a good team, and. He's, he's been used to playing on these bad teams to where I, I, I was thinking about him like would have been would have been better for his development and his um, adjusting back to the game if he was on last year's Mavs team a 33 win team to where you could kind of treat him like a Dennis Smith Jr. in his rookie season to where you could say hey just go out there and do your thing we're just going to give it to you all the time if you fail you fail if you suck some nights so what you're just you're still going to get the ball and you're going to get plenty of reps so that's what I mentioned I thought I spent a lot of time thinking about tonight, that tonight of saying I wonder what this Porzingis would look like on somebody like the Hawks or somebody, you know, a team that's really bad right now that would just force feed him and it would just be literally forced every game because the Mavericks are such a good team and they have playoff hopes and they have Luka and all this stuff to where if it's not working, then he plays 17 minutes or Luka just shoots more or you just take the ball out of his hands a little bit more. So I'm I'm curious. Yeah, where do you do you think Porzingis would be the exact same way he is now if he played on a sucky team? That's my question. If only Porzingis could have played last year. (laughs) He was cleared. Sure, could have played. Man, I don't know. This this whole thing is it's really starting to feel like the China trip (laughs) excuse. Like, oh, oh, he's coming back from injury, and just how long does that last? How long do we keep him in this? His his shooting from the outside seems to have come back. 
you know, he's, he's, he's shot pretty well from three, but other than that, he's just not shooting well at all. Other than that in alley-oops and essentially in putbacks, he's not shooting well. Um, Man, it's just, this is hard. This is I wish we we had like a player development kind of guy that could come in and tell us like, okay, this is what you're starting to feel here. This is what we think Porzingis should do. Have you do. ever heard of Brian? He used to work for the Wizards. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, I heard you. I heard he'll give you a hundred dollars if you can name a certain play like right off the bat. Oh my gosh, get out of here! So, but, but, but with Porzingis though, I think the thing with Tim Hardaway Jr. where. You know, somebody mentioned this today on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, but they think that <laughs> Carlisle gave Tim Hardaway Jr. a dribble count. He can only dribble a certain amount of times, and so given that, given that, you know, those training wheels or whatever you want to call it, the restrictions, he's thriving in that role. It seems like he's doing well. He's making good decisions. He's doing things with the ball that are positive. He's been playing well. Porzingis has those same kind of restrictions, but it's not from. I don't think it's from coaching. I think it's from. Man, if I don't do something with the ball, I might not get it back because Luca's holding the ball a ton. I don't get a lot of room to just try and create myself. And so if I don't do something now, I might not get the ball back in a, in a little while. And so I think he's kind of – it's almost like a panic when he gets the ball. I got to do something. I got to do something with the ball, especially when he was deep in the post and he comes up with these shots that you know are not great and they're rimming out. Yeah, but I don't know if it's exactly him. I think it I think it is confidence from Rick and the coaches staff think- and the team is saying, "Hey, you're the second best player on the team. We want you to yeah. chuck shots. Like get shots up, keep shooting the ball." And I want to I want to talk a little bit of optimism on this of saying in a weird like he has a whole season to figure this out, too. Because Dallas is so good and their bench is performing well and they're, what, sitting fourth in the standings right now to where, I I don't want to say this lightly, but it's not going to matter that much during the regular season. Where Porzingis has to be fully integrated and fully on the same page is postseason because that's when it's a stars league. Because, and that's what, I I don't want to be negative either, but that's where you could fall victim to this Mavericks team being a great regular season team. But once you start playing teams in the playoffs and you start playing these teams where they're up in their minutes for their stars, that's when your rotation shrinks to seven or eight players. That's when you have to match the star talent out there. So the depth of 10 or 11 guys on your team, sometimes that's that that's not, yeah, that's not a huge factor in the playoffs sometimes. So to Denver last year. Yeah, so that that's a little bit of a worry in the back of my head of, man, I think we will win a lot of games. I think we will push that 50-win mark. I think we're going to make playoffs and all this different stuff. But what's that look like come playoff time when if Porzingis isn't fully there yet and it's all Luka, I don't know how much all Luka can carry you know a deep playoff run. And so I want, that's why I would say, it's not that big of a deal right now where Porzingis is out. We could be in much bigger freakout mode if Dallas had, you know, eight wins compared to fourteen wins. And saying, "Dang, we're going to need Porzingis to be one hundred percent all there in the offense for us to even make the playoffs." Because right now, it looks like the depth of the team is at least going to get them in there. Yeah, and the incompetency of some of the Western Conference teams. I mean, True. Portland and San Antonio falling out and Zion being hurt and the Warriors completely bottoming out. I mean, that has really helped this team for sure. Mavericks, by the way, at 57 win pace. I don't, I don't know if you noticed that, but. Dang, let's go. So keep that, so you keep that up. You don't want to like say you're like treading water of, you know, how long can you ride this out? Because you obviously want Porzingis to get there ASAP. And they have the best offense in NBA history. But there's also a little history. bit of. 
uh, not really patience. There's a, there's also a little bit of, okay, well, man, this isn't ideal, but you know what? Like they have time and they're still doing really good as a team and it's okay to an extent right now. Yeah, it's a long season. 82 games, they're only through 20 right now. There's a lot of time to make this work. And so I think I'm kind of for these live game you know, reps for Porzingis. Give him some... Give him some post-ups. He has to get confident. And let's only take them against guards right now. Let's only take them when you're switched and it should be a mismatch on you. And see, you know, once you start getting those, then we'll we'll change to, to something else. But I'm kind of for a couple of touches a game. Yeah, and this is where I wonder if he plays tonight at home against Minnesota. Yeah. Because if he's not going to play tonight, then I wish he would have gotten more. He only got 17 minutes against the Pelicans. I wish they would have threw him out there in the fourth a little bit with that with that bench unit and said, hey, we're up by 15, 20 points. Let's try to get you more in-game reps now. Let's try to get you flowing a little bit more if that's what he needs if he's already going to set out tonight against the, the, the Timberwolves. So if he plays tonight, I get I get rest him for the rest of the game. But if he doesn't play, I wish he would have gotten more minutes against the Pelican. Yeah, it makes me think that he is going to play tonight since yeah. he only played 18 minutes. So, all right, coming up, let's talk about that game a little bit. Let's also talk about Luka. We haven't really talked about him too much. He had a, he had a wild game, I thought. And then Seth Curry, he also had a great game. So let's talk about him coming up. All right, Isaac. Luka Doncic, I mean, come on. We you you had a great tweet. We just keep saying like how many great things can we say about him? And he had 33 points, 18 rebounds, career high, five assists, he hit five threes. Isaac, I just tweeted this out. I hope you didn't look at it. Can uh, you name the players that have had 18 rebounds and five made threes in a game? This year? No, just all time. It's a small list. There's eight names. 18 rebounds and five 18 made rebounds, threes. five made threes. Think about guys that pull down boards and can also hit hit threes. So, like, a lot of stretch Dirk. bigs. Dirk is one of them. Gosh, I don't know after that. I mean... Carl Anthony hit. Towns is one of them. Kevin Love should have been an easy one. DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, sure. Rashard Lewis. Was an interesting 18 one. boards for Rashard Lewis. Dang. Rafe LaFriends. And Bill Let's Lambeer. Go. Okay, I should have got Lambeer. Crazy. <laughs> you should have got all those, but hey, I'll put you on the yeah. spot. I didn't even tell him I was going to do that. <laughs> that's a, And then Luka Doncic. That, that's the list. Those are all, I mean, like 6'10", 7-foot guys, and then you know 6'7", without shoes on, Luka Doncic. That's a wild list to be part of. Uh, yeah. he, he also scored 33 points in the game, and he did it in all less than you know 29 minutes. Didn't play the entire fourth quarter. We saw the change in the rotation a little bit with Luka's minutes. They talked about maybe keeping him out. They pulled him out of the first quarter a little early. He did play the whole third, but then he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Neither did Porzingis. I mean, Luca just keeps doing things that are are crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and okay, so you said this on Twitter. You said we just keep saying you know great things about Luca. How many how many positives and super, superlatives can we give this guy? And I just want to say that right now, my life personally is not. <laughs> it's not great. My job kind of fell out from under me. I'm struggling. It's stressful. And um, when that happens, you just start to feel like, you know, like, oh, I suck. You know, like, I just suck. And I am so loving these games. I get excited for these games. There's not a lot that I get excited for right now, but I get excited to watch these games. I get excited to watch Luca play. And he's starting to mean more to me personally. And I'm sure a lot of people out there whose lives, you know, are probably a lot worse than mine. But, 
having him and having this team be so good yeah. right after the Dirk era is incredible. I mean, we're just so lucky to be hosting this show right now. We're so lucky to have, you know, to to come in when we did. We came in during the end of the Dirk era. We got to see Dirk hit 30K. We got to see Dirk finish out his career. We got to see Dirk do all these great things, be the guy that he was. And after every podcast, we'd start this monologue about, about Dirk, and we'd start it always by saying, you know, I know we say this every time. I know we say this every podcast, but Dirk Nowitzki is, you know, the greatest human, the greatest player that's ever played for this team. You went on an incredible monologue that I still need to turn into a video, but I haven't I haven't done it yet. About Dirk. And now we're doing the same thing about Luca, but on the court stuff. And it's incredible that it's just transferred from Dirk to Luca so seamlessly. And you know, there's obviously there's some some rough seasons in there, but just going from superstar to superstar is just incredible. I mean, we have to stop and, and think about this because it's amazing. You think about all the superstars. Think about you know going from Kobe to LeBron with the Lakers, and the Lakers have had more superstars than anybody. It took them yeah. years to come up with their next guy. Think about Kevin Garnett on the Timberwolves. It took them forever to get Carl Anthony Towns. You know, the Cavs to go from LeBron to Kyrie. That was kind of fascinating but then now they're left with nothing i mean it's just it's insane to watch this team to see luca just blow our minds we haven't even talked about he was player of the month not rookie of the month player of the month in the nba uh, in the western conference when when harden had 60 point game when you know lebron and the lakers are, are one of the best teams in the nba i mean he is just doing things we've never seen before second year in the league uh if only he could do it against the pac 12 isaac (laughs) <laughs> I love how you ended it with that. That's the only way I could have um, it. Yeah, you know, it's weird when you talk about Luca and we're watching these games and, you know, we do this podcast and you talk about a player and it's like, you know, people do the running joke of, uh, why do you say we? You can't say we. We yeah. are winning this game. We're not probably saying, well, I don't care. Fans want to say we. I don't give a crap. Like, say we. That's your team, right? Yep. And so when – you watch a player, you get, obviously you get a natural bias to some of them. So it's kind of this thing over the past, really this, this season, you know, a portion of last season of is look as good as like what we're watching. Like, I think he's really good. Like, I, I think like this, I think he's amazing. I think he's the MVP of the league. And so it's been reassuring to see, it's it's cool to see yeah, him win player of the month and to see these national you know podcasts and national analysts and people put him in these MVP conversations. It's all right. I'm not stupid, you know. <laughs> I know I know he's this good, and it's weird that he's on you know, because you had this feeling for so many years with Dirk, and but it's like you knew you knew Dirk was good, especially him winning the MVP and the title and stuff. Right? It put him on a whole different level, and so. It's been, you know, I wrote that piece for Mavs.com after Dirk retired. I wrote, I wrote it like a week after he retired. And a big portion of that piece was how Dirk was a lot of our rocks. And it's what is a lot of what you're saying with, about Luke of it doesn't matter the bad day you're having. It doesn't matter what's going on in life or whatever, your regular work day, your regular life, everything that's going on, no matter what bills we have, whatever, you know that when a Mavericks game comes on, when you had Dirk, or now that you have Luka, that you know for the next two, two and a half hours that you can watch one of the best players in the game play basketball for your entertainment, for fun, and you can enjoy it. And you can space out and not think about life and everything. And that's the beauty of sports to an extent. And it's 
you are blessed as Mavericks fans to have somebody like Luca. And yeah, I mean, I've said more of the past two weeks from high schoolers at my church to people I work with, to friends and everything. I'm like, guys, I know this sounds really stupid. I just said this two days ago. I'm like, I know this sounds really stupid, but sports right now are great for me. Okay. Because <laughs> I have Luca and Lamar. Like these are two transcendent talents that are one of the faces of the league <clears throat> of their leagues right now. And they're both my favorite players. And it's just Sports as a refuge, when things around you, uh, you are the the meme that says it's fine and fires going on around you. Sports is a nice refuge, and Luka Doncic helps out with that. He does. He does. I I love the analogy that he can be like your rock. And I don't think that you should put all your hope and all your (laughs) – you should have more more hope in life and more people to rely on than just your sports figures. But And I I have that for sure, but – He's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like my dog. Like I love uh, my my dog. No matter how bad and what mood I'm in, no matter the day or anything, no matter who I've made mad or bad decisions I made in my life, I know my dog is literally going to be there and it's going to love me unconditionally. I know I could turn on a Mavs game in the same sense and watch Luca play basketball and I'm like, man, it's going to be fun. Like cool. Like <laughs> that's just awesome. So even if he doesn't have the greatest game, he's going to do something. You know, he's like exactly. he's going to do something, and you almost you have to catch it live you know like watching watching it on who house of highlights or you know rip free dawkins like watching it on those just doesn't just doesn't do it justice for me and you know going back to the actual game and stat stuff you know he had 18 boards tonight in freaking 28 minutes there is some crazy stat lines that luca could have hit this year already whether it's 50 points whether it's a 20 30 20 20 i mean can you imagine if he put up a 30 20 20 or a 30 20 15 i mean he could have very easily <coughs> hit 30 20 and 15 tonight i'm not he only had five assists but there's i mean there's, there's a, a lot of missed shots <laughs> exactly so there there's just some crazy stat lines that he could have already hit and him not it's kind of like the Steph Curry stuff back from a few years ago he's setting out some of these fourth quarters and man I mean it's just nuts I mean he he put up a 30 30 18 in less than 30 minutes tonight so at some point he's gonna have an insane game he's gonna hit 50 points like do you feel pretty confident that he's gonna hit 50 this year I mean I feel like he's going to at some point isn't the career high for Dirk and for the Mavericks like 53 I don't know. I should know this, but I, I think that somebody said that the other day because it was the anniversary of the game. But that's not a ton. <laughs> I think he can get there. Yeah, I mean, he what? What was he had? What forty two the other night? Forty three or something? Yeah, and, he hits a I couple mean, more just, threes and maybe he gets to the line a couple more times and boom. I mean, if the bench unit, I mean, gosh, we're already like pushing time stuff, but we can't even praise the bench unit enough tonight. That bench yeah. unit came in there and Seth Curry. Seth Curry was a plus thirty two tonight. Holy crap, bro. Um, that's insane. 6 of 11, 5 of 7 from 3. He played incredible. I thought Maxi played a really good game off yeah. the bench. DeLon Wright again. That bench unit held their like not only held their ground in the fourth, but they pushed the lead further, allowing the starters to not come back in the game, save minutes for a, a feisty Wolves team coming in tonight. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the Luka stats are crazy tonight, and we're kind of down about the Porzingis stuff, but the bench unit... You, you can't praise them enough tonight. And J.J. Barea, it's a broken record. Oh, it's yes. a broken record again. Eight points, six assists. Just came in, and it's it's almost like a break glass in case of emergency. Like, J.J. Barea is that. <laughs> Carlisle yep. apparently felt like this was a game like that, and so he just came out and played his 11 minutes and <laughs> got eight, he eight need, points and six assists. 
Rick needs a like the little light for the challenge. He needs a JJ light over there the on, on the score. He could draw a button. Remember when he drew yeah, like that the reset button? Remember he drew the reset button in the puddle? Yeah. <laughs> I preached a whole sermon about that button. So <laughs> I, I remember that. I, just, I made a message out of that. But <laughs> he, need, yeah, he, needs, he needs a button over on the scores table or some type of light. A that, Batman right. light. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> where so he just goes over there and he hits it. And that's 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 the JJ. <laughs> That's JJ the JJ light. light. Put the signal up. Put the signal up for JJ. We need yeah. some. We somebody needs to Photoshop the bat signal for JJ. <laughs> he needs some kind. Uh, of, yeah, some kind of signal that we could tweet out before he actually puts him in, and that we we could tweet out and be like, "All right, this is a JJ game." Somebody put up the signal, and then Rick puts him in, and we like we know. That sounds like somebody, a good project for me tomorrow. So, uh, Seth Curry, nineteen points. It he needed a game like this where he just got hot and just hit a bunch yeah. of shots. Like he, I feel like he really needed a a game like this. Yeah, he did. I thought he, I thought he played really good. Um, Luca wore a pair of PGs tonight. Uh, to my knowledge, oh, I don't sure. think he switched shoes, so no switch shoes tonight at halftime. Nah, I think we hit the over on that one already. <laughs> Calling that one. I'm not. We're not even going to track that anymore. We're just going. to... Well, actually, we have the. Like, there's a couple Twitter accounts now that are tracking it for us, so we don't have to. Oh, do let's it. go. The the Mavs uniform tracker and the Luca Donkicks Twitter accounts, so we don't yeah. have to keep track of it. All right, there you go. M- Minnesota up. Tonight, back to back. This is a home game. Minnesota is three and five in their last eight games, um, and wins against the Spurs, the Hawks, and then one of those is against the Jazz in Utah, which is wild. Jazz have been really weird lately, but yeah. that game coming up. The Timberwolves are just coming off a loss against the Grizzlies, which was a weird game. I don't even think John Morant played in that game. But they've been off for a couple days, right? Yes, yeah. That was the first. That was December first that they played. So they've had that was two Sunday. Full- They've had two full days off. Yeah, John Morant didn't even play in that game. So, Timberwolves coming in. We get to see Andrew Wiggins, the uh, all-star Andrew Wiggins. Let's go. (laughs) That's who we get to see coming into town. I mean, obviously when Towns comes to town. uh, I mean, he's one of the best young players in the league. and I'm anxious to see. This is a Dwight Powell special probably, so they're going to probably put Dwight Powell on him, and we'll see. Okay, so they've done this a couple times. They did it in this in this game on Sunday. They bring Jeff Teague off the bench sometimes when they're playing teams with 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 a bigger lineup. I don't give a crap what they do with Jeff Teague. I know, but but then they're starting this lineup of of Wiggins, Culver, Trevion Graham, Robert Covington, and Towns. I wonder if they're going to do something like that against the Mavericks for defensive purposes. Wiggins, Culver, Covington, Towns, and who? Trevion Graham. He's oh, like Trevion a Graham. six 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 seven six five wing. Huh. Well, I mean, we're probably definitely getting Covington on Luca. Um, I don't know. Well, they could put him on Porzingis and put Culver that, on Luca. That's my thought. Yeah. And then roll with Towns on Powell, and whew, I guess Dorian's gonna guard Wiggins because they got to shut him down. <laughs> there you go. That's my only thought of the game. I laugh. He's Wiggins gonna put up like thirty three in this game, and <laughs> we're gonna be pissed. You're the one that said he was an all star. <laughs> I said. You can't just throw around the sentence lightly because somebody will randomly listen to this podcast. We did a way too early All-Stars after like 12 games of the season, and we had to pick like so far after 12 games. And yes, I put Wiggins as a reserve because he was averaging like 28 points a game or something. You can't just say, because then people are going to think, oh, you said Wiggins is an All-Star before the season? No. But just after first how, all of that is definitely true. My laugh could definitely prove that all that is true. However... 
You've been on Wiggins Island forever, and every single trade, you know, trade pod that we've done, you've mentioned how could the Mavericks get on on Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, I walked down off that hill for uh, I built a raft like Castaway, and, and you left. Yeah, I left last year. It was rough. I had a whole section of the island by myself, but I you had, had the to, whole island. I did. I had to build the raft and float away into the uncharted, unknown seas, but because I was just holding out hope for his potential and stuff. And it looks like I'm not rowing back to the Island, but I feel like some people have started setting up shop on the Island again. Your timeshare is gone. <laughs> oh, it's definitely gone. Yes. All right. There you go. We'll be back tonight for the post game show guys. Thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps. He's oh, boom. Boom.